Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis, and I hope you guys had a great week. I was up in New York last week. As I said for a while, I've just been continuing my tour around all the different places implementing new restrictions. Went to LA just in time for the mask mandate. Went to Vegas two hours after I landed, they had a new mask mandate. Went to New York, all the restrictions, they announced a vaccine passport's going to be required. All that going on while I was traveling. I am now back in God's country, back in good old Nashville, Tennessee. And I got a lot of topics to catch up with you guys and discuss. We start with the Dinger controversy. I said Dinger as in a home run D-I-N-G-E-R. In Colorado over the weekend at the Rockies game, a man sitting behind home plate, and I can't believe this is the real world, a man sitting behind home plate while there was a black batter began to yell out Dinger, Dinger, Dinger as in he was trying to get the Colorado mask, uh, Colorado Rockies mascot's attention. Now, why a grown man needs to get a mascot's attention, I don't know, maybe he was drunk. But the video went viral with everyone in the woke universe immediately deciding that this man was screaming a racial slur at the, uh, at the person who was up to bat. Now, This would be highly unlikely because that man's life would effectively be over. He would no longer be able to work anywhere. And the top story on ESPN right now is Colorado Rockies say fans shouted at mascot Dinger didn't yell a racial slur at Miami Marlins' Lewis Brinson. I'm not making this up. This is the number one story right now. And here's what ESPN wrote. The Colorado Rockies say a fan didn't yell racial slurs during Sunday's game against the Marlins and the man instead was shouting at the team's mascot. Uh, The Rockies said Sunday they were disgusted at what was widely believed to be a racial slur directed at Miami's Lewis Brinson. Uh, But the organization told ESPN on Monday the fan was actually shouting at Dinger, the team's dinosaur-themed mascot. I'm reading directly from the article. A source confirmed I mean really you can't get somebody's actual name here you have to get an anonymous source A source confirmed to ESPN the Rockies reached out and spoke to the fan as part of the team's investigation of the incident The Rockies also contacted another fan sitting near the man who also told the team the man was shouting Dinger according to the source Now there's several different things to unpack here First of all the Rockies are probably going to end up changing the name of their mascot because Dinger sounds too close to a racial slur and they're afraid that someone might get offended when people are yelling Dinger at the Colorado Rockies mascot. Uh, Also, by the way, maybe Major League Baseball is going to have to change the colloquial term for a home run away from Dinger because it's too offensive. Tell me this is not a perfect Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. 
Tell me that this is not vintage. Larry David sitting behind uh, home plate deciding to yell at the Colorado Rockies mascot. The tape going viral. Everybody deciding that he's screaming out a racial slur. Let me just add this as a capstone to this story. There is, uh, when you have stories like this happening, what I would suggest is very likely true is the demand for racism vastly exceeds the supply of racism. When we have all of these stories which are proven to be racial hoaxes and they ricochet throughout social media instantaneously and everybody who's in the blue checkmark brigade puffs out their chest and they're so offended the Rockies already issued a statement on Sunday before they even knew what was going on the demand for racism vastly exceeds the supply of racism. Just think about it and think about how often that phrase applies and tell me that it isn't a usual and regular occurrence. Speaking of absurdity, did you guys see Barack Obama turned 60 years old and he threw himself a massive party at his $12 million, 30-acre Martha's Vineyard estate? Now let me just start here, okay? I don't begrudge anybody deciding to throw themselves a party, right? Uh, We are going to throw a Halloween party in a couple of months. I hope it's going to be a huge party. I hope it's going to be awesome. It's really the only party we throw every year. Uh, But we should have a couple hundred people here would be my guess before all is said and done. All right? Um, So I don't begrudge anybody throwing a party. I think all these mask mandates are absurd. But when you are lecturing all of the American people as people at that party, the celebrities, as well as Barack Obama himself have been lecturing people to follow CDC guidelines. And then the CDC comes out and says even if you're vaccinated you need to wear a mask. And then videos from inside of the party come out and no one is wearing a mask inside of a massive tented indoor basically area on the dance floor. That's a level of hypocrisy which is frankly pretty staggering. Okay? Look, if you want to come out and say what is the truth that there's no legitimate basis whatsoever as as Joe Biden's own uh, advisor Michael Osterholm has said many of the face cloth coverings people wear are not very effective in reducing any of the virus movement in or out. That's what Osterholm uh, said recently on CNN. Okay? That is Joe Biden's advisor basically saying masks don't really work. Uh, There's a great uh, article I'll hold it up for you because I'm an old man who still reads newspapers The Case Against Masks for Children This is from today's Wall Street Journal and we had Dr. Marty McCary on the program today discussing the case against masks for children. Um, And the data is pretty clear here uh, but in particular I'm going to get into this in a moment the CDC reports that there are virtually no children out there that are hospitalized exclusively for COVID, right? There are people actually more likely to be hospitalized right now for the common cold than there is for COVID and also there are more kids who die every single year from the flu and we never mask any kids. But so if Obama is going to lecture along with many of the people at that party are going to lecture everyone 
about the need to wear masks how then can he justify throwing a party for several hundred people without masks? I think it is an incredible hypocrisy. I'm going to build on this hypocrisy a moment if you'll allow me which you will because this is my show. Dr. Fauci ripped all of the uh, people who are in Sturgis right now for the bike rally and he was totally silent on Obama's party. Well, most people in Sturgis are outdoors as uh, riding around on their uh, on their motorcycles whereas at the Obama party everybody was indoors. So why is Dr. Fauci selectively condemning some events which happen to be primarily featuring Republican voters and saying nothing at all about Democratic voters? Now, I also want to hit on this. There is no basis whatsoever in science for kids to be wearing masks in school. Um, A North Carolina study before vaccines were available I'm reading from the Wall Street Journal today The Case Against Masks for Children This is Dr. Marty McCary's piece A North Carolina study conducted before vaccines were available found not a single case of student-to-teacher transmission when 90,000 students were in school. Uh, And so there's not any evidence out there. There is not one single study showing that masks reduce the spread of COVID in children. Not one. Yet two weeks ago the CDC said 56 million children and adolescents whether they're vaccinated or not should cover their faces regardless of the prevalence of infection in their community. So again there is no evidence whatsoever that mask wearing actually reduces the amount of people out there that are going to uh, that are going to be wearing masks. And so look and this is the conclusion of the case against masks. Any child who wants to wear a mask should be free to do so but forcing kids to make personal health and developmental sacrifices for the sake of adults who refuse to get immunized is abusive. Before we order the masking of 56 million Americans who are too young to vote and don't have a lobby let's see data showing the benefits and weigh them against the long-term harm. I mean I'm going to have to go talk at a school board meeting your boy is as a dad not as one of the foremost media figures in the United States right now not as the guy humbly who has the biggest radio show in the country not as the guy who has one of the most influential websites in the country not as the guy who is dominating in his fields but just as a regular dad. I've got a fifth grader and I've got a first grader now in public school. They started on Friday. They aren't wearing masks. It was fantastic. I started to say amazing but it's not amazing. It's just normal. On Friday I walked to the school and went and shook all of my kids' teachers' hands and went into the classroom went into the physical structure of the building for the first time since March of 2020. All last year parents weren't allowed inside of the school. Now I was lucky my kids were able to go to school uh, but all last year they weren't allowed inside. I got to go to my son's fifth grade classroom. I got to go to my first grader's first grade classroom. I got to shake the hands of the teachers and meet them. I got to see the other parents. I got to see the other kids. It's normal. 
we have to normalize normal. And so this idea that anybody needs to be wearing a mask in a school is thoroughly unsupported by any scientific data whatsoever. And so I'm going to go tomorrow to a local school board hearing where I get the opportunity to talk for one minute at the school board meeting and I am going to argue in favor of letting parents do what parents should do make reasonable choices for their own kids based on whether or not they should be wearing masks. So it's all absolute stupidity. Speaking of stupidity this is a good, I gotta give credit to the New York Times here. Um, three million kids sorry, one million kids can't even read my own writing. One million kids 340,000 of them kindergartners didn't show up for school in the past year. Let me repeat that. One million kids did not show up 340,000 of them who were kindergartners didn't show up for school last year. We spend an inordinate amount of time arguing about the right and wrong side of history. And for those of you who've regularly watched or listened to any of my programs you know that I have long said the idea of the right or wrong side of history is for anyone who studies history often an outrageous fallacy because we don't know what the right side or the wrong side of history is in the vast majority of cases. Why is that? Because it takes decades oftentimes for history to reveal itself sometimes we don't even know what the right or wrong side of history is till after we're all dead and gone. But being in any way responsible for a million American kids the vast majority of whom whom were low-income and minority students and being responsible for 340,000 kindergartners the vast majority of whom were low-income and minority students being unable to get an education despite COVID providing zero risk literally virtually a zero risk to children is one of the greatest failures of American public policy history. And we already know that everyone who advocated for schools to be shut down and the fact that it wasn't safe enough for teachers to be working is on the wrong side of history and we know it in under a year. So for everybody out there who wants to be focused on the right and the wrong side of history be careful because you very often may find yourself on the wrong side of history. Let me just say this. When has the group that is trying to stop books from being read that is trying to cancel people for opinions they don't like when has that group ever been on the right side of history in the long term? Just think about it. When has that ever happened? The answer is never to my knowledge. I gotta tell you right now Uh, I'm sitting in the X chair. This chair is wildly, incredibly, phenomenally comfortable. And a lot of you work from home now like I do. You have a setup where you need to be able to be as comfortable as you possibly can during the course of the day. And that is why I am here to tell you that the right chair makes a tremendous difference. You can have a air conditioning in your home or office that's cranked too high. You can have how about heating and air. Uh, You can have a heat as a part of your chair. You can also get LMAX massage therapy and relax as well. 
With Elemax, your comfort is guaranteed. You won't believe the difference until you feel it for yourself. Again, I'm telling you, it's the most comfortable chair I've ever been in. Imagine being able to regulate your body and your temperature and getting a massage while you're working. You can do all that if you go to xchairclay.com. Xchair is on sale now for $100 off. Go to xchairclay.com now. That's the letter X, chair, C-L-A-Y.com or call 1-844-4-X-Chair. X-Chair has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort and you can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. Go to xchairclay.com now and use the code XWheels for free X-Wheel blade casters. xchairclay.com Peyton Manning has now been introduced into the Hall of Fame. I thought he did a fantastic job in his speech yesterday. I watched it. Took a little shot at Tom Brady. Took a little shot at Ray Lewis. Talked about the importance of football. Went all the way back to his high school at Isidore Newman. University of Tennessee, obviously. And then the Indianapolis Colts and the Denver Broncos. And talked about what football had meant for his family and his life. Being able to see Archie Manning introduce him was also fantastic. Uh, uh, Cooper and Eli were there his two brothers they showed uh, Tom Brady in the crowd reacting it was just a great scene to see that many different people getting back to normalcy and let me also mention by the way Thursday the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers played a the first preseason game of the year pretty much everybody else will start this week uh, and in that first preseason game of the year we had our first sold out NFL or college football game since going all the way back to February of 2020 when the 49ers played against the Chiefs in Miami. Wild to me to think how long it has been COVID took over and we haven't had a full stadium since then all the stadiums are going to be full again I said normalize normalcy full football stadiums is a big part of getting back to normalcy. I want to talk about this for a minute because this is something that is not normal and is still screwed up in my mind and that is the NFL's COVID policy. Now, I've had a lot of people with breakthrough infections. Some guys have made the decision not to get the COVID vaccine. Uh, But I want to talk about the difference of treatment that we saw for two starting quarterbacks in the NFL recently. Kirk Cousins It's a starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. He got COVID from uh, no sorry he didn't get COVID he got COVID exposure from Kellen Mond who had gotten the vaccine and still had a breakthrough COVID uh, infection and so Kirk Cousins had to isolate himself and quarantine and had to miss several days of practice. Kirk Cousins to my knowledge still has not gotten the uh, still has not gotten COVID certainly has not gotten the COVID vaccine and you would have thought that he was a serial killer by the way that the media absolutely ripped him to the high heavens for his choice not to get the COVID vaccine. By the way, I always want to point this out. I try to be as transparent and honest with you as I possibly can. I haven't gotten the COVID vaccine. I haven't gotten the COVID vaccine because I already got COVID and I still have COVID antibodies. So why would I get a vaccine for something that I already had? I haven't ever gotten the chickenpox vaccine because I had chickenpox before. The data suggests we talked to Dr. McCary from Johns Hopkins on the show today the data suggests 
that the vaccine is actually not as uh, as powerful or as uh, proficient at providing uh, antibodies as natural immunity is. Natural immunity means you got COVID, you recovered from it, and that's what I've done. Okay, so I haven't gotten the vaccine. Lamar Jackson got COVID last year and then he tested positive again for COVID this year. He was asked today about whether he was going to get the vaccine and basically said, it sounds like, that he has decided not to get the vaccine. So Kirk Cousins was ripped to the high heavens for his choice not to get the vaccine. Why isn't Lamar Jackson treated the exact same way by the media? Now look, I'm in Lamar Jackson's camp. I agree with everybody out there who has already had COVID. If they don't want to get the COVID vaccine, I think that makes a lot of sense. That's actually what the data and the science would reflect. There have been studies that suggest that natural immunity is actually six times as reliable as vaccinated immunity. So there's a lot of data out there to suggest that the best possible path to take would be if you've already had natural immunity to just go ahead and roll out going forward. But why is the sports media treating Kirk Cousins different than Lamar Jackson? It's because of, sadly, race. This gets people so mad at me. Because they're like, oh, you, why would you not treat people differently based on their race? Well, because the goal of American life is to treat white, black, Asian, Hispanic people all the same. And so how is it that Kirk Cousins gets ripped to the high heavens over his COVID vaccine uh, decision but virtually no one criticizes Lamar Jackson at all? Lamar Jackson has actually had COVID twice. To my knowledge, Kirk Cousins has never had COVID. And Kirk Cousins didn't even have it so far in training camp. Kellen Mond did. So what is going on here that we have a situation where honesty isn't allowed and Kirk Cousins and Lamar Jackson to me are emblematic of a larger storyline here which is people are ripping Trump voters who live in red states by and large rural white people who don't get the vaccine even though the number one group that is unvaccinated in America right now is black people and the second most uh, unvaccinated group is Hispanic people. So the reason why red states where I live in the South often have low vaccination rates is dual. One, there may be conservative Trump voters who are less likely to want to get the vaccine but there are also Joe Biden voters who are less likely to get the vaccine even more than those Trump voters and they combine in a red state, black and white, and end up with lower overall rates. But the bigger picture here is we're not talking about natural immunity at all. To me, what we should be discussing is the difference between those who have immunity, either natural or uh, vaccine-based immunity, and those who do not because the way we get to herd immunity is by having as many people either exposed to the virus or getting the vaccine as is possible. I know that sounds crazy but you know your boy here is the most reasonable and logical person out there 
if you're going to go after Kirk Cousins you should also be going after Lamar Jackson you should treat like situations in a like manner and by the way I don't disagree with any choice that Kirk Cousins or Lamar Jackson are making in fact prior to testing positive for COVID for a second time Lamar Jackson was making the same decision that I was which is he already had it and so he doesn't need a second vaccine. Look, I love the guys at Manly Bands and I have a couple of their products that I want you to be able to check out. I went with this gold band. I have it on my hand right now. You can also go with this this band and we, look, I went with the CEO band because that's how we do uh, at OutKick, right? Uh, This ring is nice, super sturdy, tungsten, high quality gold finish. You can see it right here uh, inside of the wrap. You can see it on my finger as well. What I loved about getting this ring was how easy it was to use the Manly Bands custom ring sizing app. The Manly Bander. No idea what size ring I was and you probably have no idea what size ring you are either. But boom, I needed a couple of scans and then I was in business ready to roll with a ring that will fit perfectly during work and play. If you order this ring you'll also get another ring which I have and I use and I'm holding up for you to see right now. It's a silicone ring. It's been great for me when I work out. You think I get in this physical condition by accident? No. I wear this which helps to protect me while everybody can still tell that I am married. To order your Manly Band and get 21% off plus a free silicone ring go to manlybands.com slash clay that's manlybands.com slash clay for 21% off Manly Bands the best damn rings period. Uh, The Olympics are done. It's the least watched Olympics of all time. I do want to say at least we managed at least we managed to end up with a great situation where we beat the Chinese at the last possible minute to ensure that we were able to grab uh, the best possible situation and end up with the most, uh, the most uh, medals out there. And, uh, and, but I asked a question and I thought it was an interesting question. I asked you guys what do you think uh, about the reason why the Olympics have tanked. Why did so few people watch this Olympics? The fewest number of viewers that have ever existed for an Olympics. What was it that turned so many people off? And over 50,000 of you voted. I gave you four different options. The winner was the athletes have gotten too political. And I think this is something that sports is starting to recognize that turning sports into politics by any other name might make Twitter happy but it's a disaster overall for the brand. 43% of over 50,000 people who were voting said the athletes have gotten too political. 28% said the time zone was the biggest issue. This was taking place in Tokyo is a major difference based on the time. Uh, 21% and I think this is an indictment of NBC said it was hard to find or view the events and 8% of people said there weren't enough stars. Obviously Simone Biles set out. You had Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt two of the biggest Olympic stars in recent history decide not to compete at all. The end result is a massive amount of people 
who otherwise might have been interested in watching the Olympics bailed. Now, we did end up with more uh, medals than China which I'm excited about uh, gold medals and medals overall gold medals the last minute thing I'm excited about that because I know it drives China crazy because they were trying to use their nationalistic arguments uh, in favor of uh, in favor of this situation if they had ended up with more uh, medals than us but fortunately they fell apart I'm going to talk about Bobby Bowden here in a minute but I do think that we have to consider whether or not whether or not the Olympics are ever going to have the unifying nature that they used to ever again going forward I think it is a big debate I think it is uncertain what might be able to end up happening there but you know what it is? It's hot guy summer and you're looking at ah, let's say a mediocre good looking guy but I am taken care of because I have got the lawnmower 4.0 and I also have all of this product. You know what? There's a lot of people out there as school gets ready to start back in whether it's high school whether it's college maybe you're in grad school maybe you got brothers uh, that are out there that are rolling back into school you need to protect them. Lawnmower 4.0 avoids any nicks or cuts in the groin area which trust me can be absolutely brutal can also take it in the shower with you avoid creating a huge mess and you can take advantage of all of this product the ultra smooth package and get hooked up in a big way. Right now you get 20% off and free shipping with the code DBAP20 at manscaped.com that's 20% off and free shipping with the code DBAP20 at manscaped.com for a clean trinity and beyond your space balls will thank you still hot guy summer go to manscaped.com and use the code DBAP20 for 20% off everything. Uh, Bobby Bowden one of the legendary and iconic coaches of all time is Bobby Bowden and it is uh, he's 91 years old he passed away over the weekend condolences to the Bowden family Uh, I will always remember Bobby Bowden as one of the great legends of the game he left West Virginia to go from making $35,000 a year at West Virginia to make $37,500 at Florida State and Seminole fans are glad he went there because he turned Florida State into an absolute powerhouse If you're around my age you'll remember all the different big games between Florida State and Miami and also between Florida State and Florida in the 90s Steve Spurrier against Bobby Bowden was as good as any rivalry could get. Those guys had so many iconic legendary playmakers and uh, it was a tremendous amount of fun to watch the Florida State Seminoles under Bobby Bowden for years and years Uh, and condolences to the Bowden family everyone affiliated with Florida State and for Bobby Bowden one of the great all-time guys I had the good fortune to meet him before Uh, one of the great things about what I get to do is I have met many of the people that I grew up watching on television and legendary iconic figures the Bobby Bowdens of the world the Keith Jacksons of the world the Brent Musburgers um, I consider that to be one of the great opportunities of my life that I've gotten to meet so many people that I grew up idolizing as a kid uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. 
Finally, Andrew Cuomo is on the ropes. But I have a theory about what Cuomo is going to try to pull off. Some of you may think it's crazy. I think what Cuomo is going to do I think he is going to agree to resign and then decide to run again in 2022 and say he wants the people of New York to decide his fate and his future. And right now, the New York governor uh, Democratic primary poll that came out today even with all the awful history of Andrew Cuomo Uh, and what is going on right now with his tenure as governor of New York which I want to make clear has been an abject disaster. He gets 26% of the vote. Uh, James who is the attorney general gets 9%. AOC gets 8%. Kristen Gillibrand 6%. Garcia who came in second I believe in the New York City mayoral race gets 6. Lieutenant Governor Hockule gets 4. That is the top of the line in terms of the New York governor Democratic primary um, I think it's worth considering could Cuomo decide that his saving grace is going to be resigning and then deciding to run again in 2022 and throw himself on the mercy of the voters that would not surprise me at all. Okay I got to go pick up my kids at school. I appreciate all of you. Encourage you to go listen to the Clay and Buck show. It was fantastic today. We had Dr. Marty McCarry and Tucker Carlson on the program. If you haven't already, go give us five stars, seek it out, and go sign up. My name is Clay Travis. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. This has been Outkick the Show.